from the Hustle and Faith, this podcast is dedicated to helping you find your trail to a happier, healthier you by discussing topics like self-improvement, business, health and beauty, and random thoughts about life from a Christian perspective. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. Are you enjoying the Hustle and Faith podcast? Regardless of where you listen to Hustle and Faith, if you love this show, please leave us a review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash Hustle and Faith. Again, that's ratethispodcast.com forward slash Hustle and Faith. Doing so will help others to discover this show. Thanks again for your support. It is very much appreciated. In this episode, we're going to discuss how can we protect home buyers from being scammed? So, my reason for doing this episode is to warn consumers, especially first time home buyers, about purchasing properties that are advertised as a full gut rehab and the loopholes within the legal system that prevent individuals like myself from receiving justice. So, This is a follow-up episode to another episode that I did a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to leave a link to that in the show notes. But everything that I'm getting ready to discuss with you, I have evidence to support everything that I'm sharing with you. So feel free to check out the Hustle and Faith website, okay? And if you're in touch with reporters or journalists, feel free to have them contact me. And I guarantee you scams such as the one uh, you know, that I un- unfortunately found myself being a victim of are going to further widen the current homeownership rates between uh, African-American and Latino communities, okay? Judge Neil H. Cohen has found a loophole in the legal system which allows him to dismiss a case without prejudice, okay, whereby a case can just sit on the docket forever, essentially, without being properly adjudicated. And this is exactly what happened to me in my case. Uh, You can look it up, 2021-CH-03658. And again, all of this information is going to be on the Hustle & Faith website in the event that you want to check it out, okay? So the Cliff Notes version is that the condo I was sold was advertised as a full gut rehab that the sellers supposedly completed themselves. However, I don't have the electrical heating system, which should have been located in the ceiling per the seller's listing agent. The only way for a home inspector to access the electric heating system would be to open up the ceiling, okay? And that's something that is not done during a home inspection, okay? Keep that in mind. It was later discovered that there were no permits on file with the city of Chicago for this supposed rehab, okay? The sellers also failed to disclose the noise nuisance issue. And so the HOA, known as the Stratford House on the Lake Incorporated Bylaws, clearly state that it's the responsibility of those that live on the third floor and above to have soundproof flooring of the highest quality. This is not the case. And then last but not least, I was trying to resolve this issue outside of court, but it proved to be impossible because my upstairs neighbor was a secretary on the HOA that has 40 plus units, okay? And also, I'm the only African-American and the youngest homeowner in this building, okay? 
So once again, I was sold a condo unit with material defects. I believe this was done because the sellers were cutting corners during what was supposed to be a full gut rehab. The condo unit doesn't, again, the condo unit doesn't have the electrical heating system nor the insulation to prevent noise nuisance issues. The only heating source that I have right now is an in-wall air conditioner with a heat function, okay? And I'll leave a picture of that on the Hustle & Faith website as well. Regarding the noise nuisance issue, I can hear my upstairs neighbor walking, talking, sneezing, vacuuming, the list goes on. But you get the point, okay? I can hear everything. Now, had I known that this condo possessed the aforementioned defects, I would never have paid $300,000 for this condo, okay? Again, based off of everything I just said, I hired a home inspector, but due to how this scam is set up, it wouldn't have mattered. So let me take you back in time, all right? So back in January 2021, I decided to look for a condo in Rogers Park, Chicago, Illinois. I wanted a condo because my mom is retired and lives with me. I didn't want to go through the hassle of yard maintenance and all the things typically associated with a house. So that's why I went the condo route. Now, even before COVID, I was working from home. So it was very, very important to me that my new home was quiet, had great heating, plumbing, and internet, okay? So I searched on Villo, came across a listing that satisfied everything I was looking for, well, at least on paper. <laughs> the building was on a quiet cul-de-sac street on the lakefront, and the condo unit was advertised as completely renovated. Now, keep in mind, it was January. Chicago is freezing cold during this time. Yet I felt compelled to see this condo due to the listing. I made an appointment with my realtor to view the condo. I thought that the listing matched what I wanted. When I walked in, it was quiet, well heated, the plumbing worked, and had all the amenities I was looking for. So the seller's realtor told my mother and I that the condo had been in the seller's family for several generations and that the sellers personally renovated the condo, okay? Again, the sellers personally renovated the condo themselves. The seller's realtor shared the story that the condo was heated using electrical heat. So the seller's realtor explained the heating system for the condo was located inside the ceiling. The seller's realtor then proceeded to show me how the heating system worked using the switches on the wall and the thermostat. I was in love with the unit, okay? I didn't even try to negotiate the price. I made an offer, gave the sellers exactly what they were asking for, which was the $300,000, and my offer was expected, was accepted, okay? So we had a home inspection, and then I closed on my condo. By the way, to this day, I have never met the sellers. The sellers weren't at closing, and neither were the seller's lawyer which I later found out in the case that the seller's lawyer worked at the title company. Do what you will with that information. So I immediately noticed several things when I moved into my condo. One, the sellers and the seller's realtor lied about the electric heating system. Two, there is, there was and is no insulation in my unit. I can literally hear every movement my annoying neighbor my annoying upstairs neighbor makes. I mean, I can literally hear her walking, talking, laughing, sneezing, coughing, and her TV 
all for my condo unit. And by the way, my upstairs neighbor was the secretary on the condo board during this time as well. All right. And last but not least, my mom and I are the only African-American people in this building, and it has been made very apparent they don't want us to live here. Okay. Now, needless to say, I was angry, shocked, and disappointed. I didn't sign up for this mess. All right. So I hired a lawyer who supposedly specialized in noise nuisance issues. And so we, we sued the Stratford House on the Lake condo board, my upstairs neighbor, the sellers, and the seller's realtor. So when my lawyer at the time was conducting his research, he discovered that there weren't any permits on file with the city of Chicago, stating that the unit had actually been renovated by law. And they also teach you this in real estate school. If you claim that a a property has been completely renovated, you must have a permit to substantiate this claim. So the listing claiming my condo unit was completely renovated does not have a single permit on file with the city of Chicago. So there's absolutely nothing to substantiate that this unit was properly renovated. So to make a long story short, I hired an electrician who confirmed there is no electric heat in my ceiling. There aren't any electrical wires in the ceiling. The thermostat and the wall switch that the realtor told me controlled the electrical heating system are nothing more than decorations. The thermostats are not connected to anything. Again, check out the Hustle and Faith website. You can, you can see all of this for yourself, okay? Again, I did retain a home inspector. I'm not trying to defend my home inspector because I don't know him personally. He was referred to me to his defense. And home inspector would not be in a position to discover hidden defects such as hidden electrical wiring and insulation issues that are behind the walls. At the time of the home inspection, this is knowledge only the seller, the realtor, a living resident, or a remodeler would know, okay? Hidden electrical wiring issues that are located behind the walls and other hidden defects are to be disclosed in the residential real property disclosure report. Yet the seller stated, There were no material defects in my condo unit. And if the seller had obtained the required city of Chicago permit before they did their renovation, I would have been spared being in this situation, period. (laughs) So I sued the sellers because the sellers lied on the residential real uh, property disclosure report. And since this condo has been in the seller's family for generations and the sellers personally did the renovation themselves, there's no way that they didn't know that they were missing an electrical heating system. There's no way the sellers didn't know there was a ceiling defect due to its lack of insulation. So I sued the seller's realtor because there was no way she wasn't aware of the seller's lies. The only way the condo unit could have been warm was that someone preheated the condo unit before showing the place to potential buyers. And so in regards to the noise nuisance aspect of the case, I decided to sue the condo board um, and my upstairs neighbor, because if you look at the condo bylaws, it clearly states that it is the responsibility of those that live on the third floor and above to have soundproof flooring of the highest quality. And so my upstairs neighbor should have known better because she was the secretary on the condo board. Um, (laughs) she's fully aware that she doesn't have the highest quality soundproofing material installed. 
And to make matters worse, my upstairs neighbor likes to throw lots of loud drunken parties, okay? And I actually have a letter from my upstairs neighbor telling me that I should come to her if she gets too loud. (laughs) I didn't pay $300,000 so that I could have someone else control the amount of noise that enters my home. Okay, if that's not insane, I don't know what is. (laughs) So I filed a complaint against my annoying upstairs neighbor with the condo board and again, the same condo board that she's a part of. And this is when I realized that I purchased a condo unit from a self-managed condo board from hell. All right. Many of the individuals on the condo board are family or friends. And needless to say, trying to resolve my complaint amicably did not go well. So I actually have an email from one of the board members stating that they never held a public hearing about my complaint, which is also against the law. So the board never came to investigate my noise nuisance complaint and yet had the nerve to tell me that the noise I was hearing was residential living. (laughs) Again, remember, the noise nuisance complaint was against my upstairs neighbor who was on, who, who was a secretary on the condo board. So essentially, she was investigating herself. All right. So filing a complaint with the board was a colossal waste of time. But again, I was just trying to follow protocol. So then I hired attorney Keel M. Larson to represent me in this lawsuit. Now, later on within the lawsuit, I discovered for one reason or another, attorney Larson was sabotaging my case. Yeah. By the way, unethical behavior appears to be a pattern for him. Okay, so check out the Hustle and Faith website because you'll see a news article and someone else that reached out to me that was unhappy with his services and the his is uh, attorney Larson services. Okay, so as you can imagine, this entire situation is turning into a real nightmare straight from hell. (laughs) Anyway, I kicked my questionable attorney to the curb and I am now in the process of suing him for his incompetence and leveraging my evidence to benefit himself. And again, if you're not sure what I mean by that, check out the Hustle and Faith website because there's a news article that essentially describes everything that I went through. So anyway, since my lawsuit is a simple, open and shut case, and I had all the evidence, my mom and I took over handling the case ourselves. I did my research. I followed the procedures to filing the documents needed to handle this simple open and shut lawsuit. And in fact, during one of the court hearings, Judge Neil H. Cohen stated my case wasn't rocket science. He understood what I was saying and there would be no need for oral arguments. So we drafted an amended complaint, which is filled with all sorts of evidence, emails, videos, and quotes from the electrician that I hired that stated that there was not any electrical heating present in my ceilings and evidence that there's no insulation in the ceiling. The defendant's lawyers don't have a defense. The defendants could not defend the fact that an electrical heating system does not exist. They cannot defend the fact that the ceiling has a defect by not having any insulation. So in fact, I offered everyone in the case, Judge Cohen, the defendants, defendants' attorneys, the opportunity to come see for themselves that there's no electrical heating system and there's no insulation in my ceiling. I even offered to pay for a sound transmission class reading 
So we could settle the noise nuisance aspect of the case, but needless to say, my upstairs neighbor didn't agree. Despite all of the evidence I was able to present in my case, along with case laws, Judge Cohen decided to dismiss my case due to formatting. (laughs) You heard that right. Formatting. Judge Cohen sent his decision on the case on September 28th, 2022, and scheduled another court hearing for November 3rd, 2022, which I did not waste my time attending. I didn't attend because I believed that Judge Cohen wanted me to appear at that hearing so he could attempt to intimidate me into refiling my briefs. Again, check out the Hustle and Faith website so you can see everything. I will not waste my time refiling these documents. My briefs have page after page of concise, detailed allegations together with concrete evidence that consists of quotes, emails, videos, laws, and are loaded with facts. The mere fact that Judge Cohen didn't dismiss my case with prejudice is evidence of this fact. I believe that Judge Cohen did not dismiss my case with prejudice is that such a ruling would confirm the corruption within the courtroom. Judge Cohen has full knowledge dismissing my case with prejudice will raise questions as to why he excused all of my concrete, undeniable evidence, okay? Judge Cohen, uh, September 28, 2022, defective ruling of dismissed without prejudice is a complete illusion of him being fair-minded. I believe if I refiled my briefs, this would be a very clever tactic that will give Judge Cohen an opportunity to strike all of my concrete, undisputed evidence, therefore weakening my case so the lawsuit can be redirected into the hands of the defense attorneys. Legally, I, the plaintiff, (laughs) won the lawsuit because the defendants and their attorneys have no defense. Despite this fact, Judge Cohen refuses to rule in my favor. Dismissing my case without prejudice is a shrewd way for Judge Cohen not to rule in my favor while pretending that he's being helpful and fair-minded by giving me another chance to refile my briefs. Again, by law, the defendants and their defense attorneys lost the lawsuit, okay? The defendant's attorneys have no had and have no defense against my evidence. Therefore, the defendants legally lost the lawsuit against me. Judge Cohen is not allowed to personally pick and choose who he wants to win said lawsuit. This is injustice. Within the Illinois legal system, all individuals are to be treated fairly regardless of their race, education, and economic status. Depending on the litigant, it is apparent that Judge Cohen picks and chooses which rule of the law that he wishes to adhere to. So, for example, Illinois law requires separation in appearance papers involving all parties involved in the lawsuit. Judge Cohen did not strictly follow Illinois law regarding parties filing separation in appearance papers. Case in point, Judge Cohen allowed one defendant three or four times to go back and forth from being represented by an attorney to being a pro se. All of the aforementioned was done without filing separation or appearance papers. The same applies to the defendant's attorneys. Prior to September 28, 2022 ruling, Judge Cohen allowed one of the defendant's attorneys to be removed from the case and replaced with another attorney. This was done without both attorneys filing their required separation and appearance papers. However, when I took over my lawsuit, 
My former attorney was ordered to file separation papers, and I was told to file my appearance papers and email them to the judge's chamber and put the defendant's attorneys on CC, which I did. It appears that Judge Cohen only enforces rules with litigants like me. So here I am. (laughs) I'm stuck in an unfinished condo, evidence that supports my situation, and ironically, it looks like I'm not going to be able to receive justice from our so-called legal system. And so, uh, you know, just to reiterate this again, I am going up against some very affluent people and they are being represented by very large law firms and they would never want to lose to a pro se like me. So it looks like I'm not going to be able to receive justice from our so-called legal system. So again, I just wanted to do this episode because I want to warn consumers, especially first-time home buyers, about purchasing properties that are advertised as a full-gut rehab and the loopholes within the legal system that prevent individuals like myself from receiving justice. Hopefully, this episode will help someone else. And if you know any reporters or journalists, send them my way. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy listening to Hustle and Faith and would like to support the show, please consider sharing it with your friends, rate or leave a review, donate, or make a purchase at Starring You Crew, our fitness apparel shop. Remember, if you're everything to everyone, then risk being no one. You never know who you will inspire. See you in the next episode. For additional content from Hustle and Faith, check out our plan on the YouVersion Bible app titled, What Film is Playing on Your Screen?